Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 77 of Dime Droppers 24 minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at Apple Podcasts, YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. So, for tonight's episode, we're going to keep it short, we're going to keep it sweet, and we're going to keep it. Here in Los Angeles, where the game was not, it was in Detroit, and we were, the Clippers, we of course, were very short-handed, and I was not happy with the decisions being made by the coaching staff to rest everyone and their mother. Uh, we had, obviously, Patrick Beverly and Serge Ibaka out with injury, and then we have Kawhi getting load-managed for the third straight game with, what was it, uh, foot soreness? Jesus Christ. And then we have Paul George after his great performance last night getting load managed on this back-to-back. I figured we'd have Kawhi. I said last night I thought Kawhi would play, Paul would sit. But then to top it all off, Senior is sitting with rest on a late scratch, one of many we've had this season. So I'm going into it like, ugh, this is going to be a chore of a watch. But you know what? Ty Lue has really instilled the next man up mentality into this Clipper team, something we did not have with Glenn Rivers ever, even in the Lob City days. And we've Because we have a real offense that moves the ball and... Different guys have been able to step up because they know that the ball is going to be moving, and it was no different tonight. Clippers came out pretty good, moving the ball with the starting lineup of, listen to this, no starters playing. It was Luke, Terrence, Reggie, Zoo, and Patrick Patterson, who was, again, in my opinion, an eyesore. He was minus nine. He had zero points. He had zero assists, zero blocks, zero steals. He had a turnover and two rebounds, and he had zero field goals made from three shot attempts. So I thought that he wasn't very good. But other than that, Reggie Jackson came out pretty good. Uh, Luke Kennard came off the screen, popped a little uh, three in drop coverage, but he did not shoot well from three overall, one of six. But he did have a couple times where he got to the rim. I thought Luke was aggressive, and I thought he played pretty well, even though he didn't shoot very well. I thought that he just his presence out there affected the game. Without him, we would not have been able to do what we did tonight. Uh, we were up by three after the first. Terrence was good. I just think that the Pistons aren't that good. And then second unit, Batum was decent. Had a, another block, a really beautiful block. Boogie Cousins had some good moments today in the post. He also had some moments where he wasn't great, missed some chippies around the rim, along with Zoo, who missed some chippies a lot, uh, around the rim. They still did a good job finishing here and there. Boogie was three of nine. Zoo was six of ten. But it was really in the – and Rondo, playoff again was decent but in the we were up what we were up four points going into the half it's because of our zone so that's really what one uh what really had us in the lead tonight was we went zone a two three zone with usually it was reggie and rondo up top or reggie and luke up top zoo or boogie down low in the middle and then batum amir coffee who came in and get us got a gave us some really good minutes and terrence on the wings and I thought that it was good because the Pistons aren't a great shooting team. I mean, Wayne Ellington's of the world are, are very good shooters. Sadiq Bay, 
uh, Sadiq had a good game again tonight. 6 of 11, 4 of 7 from 3, 17 points. So we didn't limit him too well. But Wayne Ellington, 2 of 5, 1 of 3. He only played 17 minutes. And we did a good job of preventing him from getting too many open looks. Frank Jackson as well. He showed us in the last game that he could shoot from the outside. And he was 0 of 5 and 0 of 4 from 3. So I thought that our zone was good. We covered a lot of ground and we forced a lot of contested threes. And uh, yeah, Tyron Lou. His zone, I mean, Glenn Rivers never went zone ever. So I think it's a really just shows another another innovative thing that Ty Lue has done with his team. I could really write a book at this point, a list of things. But we'll save that for the end of the season about how great Ty Lue has been. Because I truly believe that, obviously, you get tested more in the playoffs as a coach. But I really believe that he will put us in the positions to win. It's really going to come down to the players. At the end of the day, if Kawhi and Paul had played better last year, we would have made it, regardless of what Glenn did. But this year, with, with Ty having implemented his offense, a historically good offense, best three-point shooting team in the league percentage-wise, his rotations have been pretty good for the most part. Sometimes they can be questionable, but you could say that about basically every coach in the league. His rotations for the most part have been good. He did obviously have a tough time with Kennard for the large portion of the season, but he, you know, after that Atlanta game, he's gotten many more minutes, and that was a huge ballsy thing to hold guys accountable. The only reason why Reggie Jackson is doing what he's doing right now is because Ty took him out of the lineup early in the season when he was bullshitting like he used to do, and now he's coming with a totally different mindset, a much more team-oriented mindset, and he's picked his and choose he has picked and chosen his spots a lot better. But the Pistons actually started gaining some ground on us. We kind of stopped going to that zone in the third quarter, and we just had trouble scoring. Reggie was taking some tough shots, some really bad shots. And we, we had trouble scoring overall. Kennard, you know, I thought Mason Plumlee really was getting the better of Zoo. Zoo missed some chippies around the rim. He was fouling excessively. He got put in pick and roll. And remember what I said about Zoo and lob threats? And Plumlee is decently athletic. And he got caught in the lob in the in-between one time in the third. The Pistons outscored the Clips in the third, 28-20, to 20, which gave them a four-point lead going into the fourth. And you know what? They kept extending that lead. Boogie, Isaiah Stewart was really battling with Boogie, and I thought that he made his presence felt well. He had 12 and 8. He even got an and one, which forced Boogie to come out of the game and put the Pistons up 7. And they went up by, what, 8 points, 10 points? And I thought this game was over. I was going to say, you know what? I was really going to say this. I was like, you know, the Clippers rested their guys, so I'm going to rest tonight. I'm not going to go. They don't, des they don't deserve a live. They don't deserve a recap. But little did I know the Pistons... We're going to pull a Clippers. A grade A, straight as if I was watching the uh, the other team in red, white, and blue, choke job. You know, a couple threes made by Reggie Batum. And by the way, we were down eight and Batum made a three. I mean, how many times is this guy going to make timely shots when we need him? But, you know, inched it back down to five at like, I think it was 89 and 94. And then we played a little hack a, hack -a plumly. A little intentional fouling of Plumlee, which was against the grain. Mason Plumlee from the foul line was 5 of 6. So for the most part, he actually made his free throws. But Terrence Mann had a really nice dunk attack in the rim, uh, trying to get the quick deuce. And then the trap at half court by Nick and Terrence, who have just been incredible for us this season on defense, and especially of late in this seven-game winning streak, trapped at half court, got a steal. We throw it out to Reggie, who ties the game with a three, and then proceed to get a steal on the other end. You cannot write that, man. That is straight up grade A choke galore, clipper style by Detroit. 
giving us a chance to win the game. And the way Reggie was shooting, especially coming off that three, you just knew it was written in the stars for him to stick it to his old team. Dribbling with the left hand, one dribble, or just sizing it up, sizing it up. It was such a good shot, such a good look. I guess the defender thought he was going to take him to the rim. Stopped on a dime from 18 feet, which he likes to shoot from. And nothing but the bottom. You knew it was good the moment it left his hands. Action Jackson has totally proven me wrong this season. I already apologized to him a couple episodes ago. He's been incredible. He has been incredible. An, inc- an insane win by the Clippers tonight. I mean, obviously, I feel bad for the Pistons fans that paid that money to go see all of our players rest. It's despicable. And guess what? If they rest, if they rest any, I just saw the ticket prices, by the way, for the Clipper games. And no, you know what? I'm not going to go to the regular season because it's over $100 in the 300 section. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to save my money for what counts. I'm going to give you video uh, video vlogs, and then we'll do recaps. I'm going to see if we can try to do recaps outside the stadium but um, on at LA Live. But uh, worst case, we come home and do them. Probably not come home and do them, honestly, if I'm going to the game. We'll try to do something, uh, a vlog. Yeah, probably a vlog will be better. And then a recap maybe the next day. Oh, we'll figure it out. I would love to do recaps outside the stadium in the playoffs. That would be dope. But I would need, you know, we'd have to figure out some logistics there. Anyway, um, yeah, so I won't be going to the regular season. So I'm going to keep doing the recaps for now with the Clippers. Uh, and then the playoffs, we'll see if I'll be there. But I was back to the original topic. If the players rest on the Clippers' first game, I better see only Ibaka and Beverly not playing that game because those fans are paying $100 plus to go to a regular season game with no fans, little to no fans, a regular season game against the Timberwolves to pay $100 to sit in the 300s, all lower bowl, 200 plus. Those guys better play or you're going to see a rant like the one similar to the one I fucking got me, all you subscribers, because that would be unacceptable, okay? I'm not standing for that shit. Uh, and by the way, if it wasn't for the Clippers being so good, you know, I'm I'm over watching this shit because it's 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 gone to another level. I can't I can't do it anymore. I have nothing positive to say about this league anymore. I have positive things to say about the Clippers and individual players when I watch them. Uh, but it's not fun except for the Clips. And tonight's game wasn't fun by no means. I didn't enjoy it until the last fourth quarter. But we we played with heart, and you gotta love Ty Lue, man. You gotta love Ty Lue. He's been one of the best coaches in basketball this season, and showing us that the bronze sexuals are pieces of garbage that always crap on coaches to make it seem like LeBron is actually better than he is and that coaches have no mind of their own. That's it for me tonight, guys. A great win for the Clips. My player of the game was Reggie Jackson. 12 of 24 from the field. I mean, our our point guard taking seven more shots than the next man on our team is a little much, but we won, so I'm not going to complain. 29 points and six boards. 12 of 24 from the field, three of six from three, and two of two from the foul line. The Clippers have now won seven in a row with the hottest team in basketball, 39 and 18, and now Paul and Kawhi and Senior are well-rested for the fraud. I can't wait. And tomorrow we'll be live after the Lakers and the Celtics, maybe with a guest. We'll see. Two dime number teams. And the first matchup was I still, I think, my favorite game of the season outside of the Atlanta Clipper game for biased reasons, but the Clipper Celtics Laker game I really liked. That was a gritty game, you know, came down to the last minute. So I'm hoping to see it. Uh, oh, the LeBron and AD aren't playing, so it should be a win for the Celtics who are starting to play good basketball. Anyway, I'm looking at the scores right now. The Wizards are up 13. I'm not going to watch the game because, quite frankly, as I said, I gave up, gave up on the Wizards. If they can get closer to the plan, I'll start watching again. But also, it's like I don't know. It's not that fun to watch. Ah, I like Russ, but I feel. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe towards the end. Nitty gritty. But they're up 12 right now with a minute to go in the half against Sacramento. 
Uh, Cleveland picking up a big win against Charlotte. That doesn't mean much for Cleveland, but for Charlotte, that, you know, is a loss in the playoff standings. The New Orleans Pelicans losing to the Knicks by 10 at home. Let's see the, who played tonight for the Pels. Zion, Ingram, Adams, Bledsoe. So everybody but Lonzo. That is not a good loss. 25-8-7 for Zion on 10 of 19. Ingram, 9 of 22, 2 of 6 from 3, 28 points. Eric Bledsoe, only 6 points. I'd have to watch the game to see why they lost, but not good enough there at all. Julius Randle, 32 points against his former team. 8 boards, 5 assists. Wow, and 21 for Alec Burks off the bench. 116 points, 40 points allowed in the third quarter, and then 17 scored in the fourth that's unacceptable from New Orleans. They can't close. And that's probably going to be their downfall of why they don't make the playoffs, even with two all-star players at Zion and Brandon Ingram. Oh, my God. Chicago lost by nine to Orlando. That's a terrible loss. That is an unacceptable loss with them trying to fight for those playing and playoff spots. I mean, Orlando's actually been sneaky since that trade, though. I mean, we lost to them. Let's see. Zach Levine, 30 points. 11 of 22, 6 of 12 from 3. Nikola Vucevic, 29 points. Nobody else, though. 16 points for Daniel Tice. But everybody else, not much shot distribution going around. That can happen. 39 to 19 in the third. Oh, my God. What happened there? Jesus. Anyway, Warriors in command of the game right now. 135-98. They're beating the Thunder. Draymond again in double figures. 16 assists for Draymond. Triple-double. So that's the Draymond I like to see. Curry with 42. Oh, my Lord. 14 of 20 and 11 of 16 from three. Oh, God. Steph Curry is in that sort of mood now, huh? Trying to fight for those playoff spots. Memphis is playing Dallas on national TV. I couldn't care less. Um... I guess Philly, good win tonight against the shorthanded Nets. Kevin Durant rested because he just came back from injury. And a good win for Toronto, which San Antonio loses, which means that if the Warriors win this game, they're that much closer. Remember, I'm rooting for my picks. I said the Warriors would be the seventh seed, so I hope they finish in the top eight at least. They're going to – eighth seed is what's going to happen, not seventh, because the Portland Trailblazers have really surprised me. Shout out Damian Lillard. Anyway, that's it for me tonight. Now to the live subscribers. Super Chats are turned on. Probably on for another nine minutes or ten minutes so we get to the twenty four. And peace.